0: This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I am in San Diego, URSA 2019 with a friend of mine for a short 19 years when we started in the industry, uh, Graham Melstrand from ACE. And we are going to talk about ACE's initiatives to make sure that people are educated and that we have a industry that's filled with experts, some of your initiatives to make sure that we get the... uh, the entire society here more uh, fit and get them out of uh, taking pharmaceutical uh, drugs and um, getting off their couch, so welcome to the show. Thanks so much, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we've known each other now for for 19 years, so this is my 19th or so, I'm assuming it's, you have a similar uh, uh, trajectory of uh, when we started. Well, even a little bit longer than that, I've been in this portion of the industry since 1991. Mm -hmm. Wow, you you dwarfed me on that one. Why don't we first start to just give your background, you know, as being a professional in the space since uh, since back then um, and some of your uh, your your sports and, and cycling and Olympic related uh, sure. background and then we'll go in and talk about ace.
1: Well, um, I I started out, um, or got introduced to the industry really through competitive cycling, and um, had aspirations of going to the 92 Olympics, which was um, a carrot that was just, you know, well, considerably out of reach. Okay. But um, I got exposed to the sports medicine environment and and the athletic training profession, and um, made a decision during um, high school that that's really what I wanted to pursue as a career. So, while I was competing, going to college, and um, again, that aspirational goal of of going to to the 92 Olympics. So I graduated with my degree in in athletic training and I did what most athletic trainers did, which was split my time between working in a high school environment and working in a physical therapy clinic and trying to really think about what was going to be next after after I retired in in 1992. And my my cycling career ended a little bit prematurely and unexpectedly related to some, some back problems. And I had realized at that point, while I was working some in the physical therapy clinic, that that really wasn't the career path for me, which was great to find out before I enrolled in, in school and, and, and completed that track and got out uh, and had an opportunity actually to go to work for Star Trek at the time. They liked people with exercise science degrees sure, to yeah. be in their sales and their business development. So was
0: that was that in uh, Orange County or were they? Yeah, that in was in Orange Fran- County. Yeah. So just so people know, Star Trek was one of the first, you know, fitness equipment companies that came out of like an R&D shop with Jim Duty and, uh, and Robin, Robin Klaus, Klaus back absolutely. in the day, who are good friends of ours. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, 19 years ago, I don't think people really fully understood some of the career tracks that you could potentially have in this industry, and it's probably been, you know, multiplied tenfold. Sure. You know, with all the capital and, and, and the excitement and the innovation around the sector. So when when you got into Star Trek, talk about, you know, what you did, how you felt when you woke up in the morning that you could be like, hey, look, I was actually, you know, uh, an athlete before and I actually kind of get to, to do this. So were you like kind of pitching yourself saying like, thankfully, I don't have to take like a desk job? Well, it, it, it was a desk job, though. At Star Trek, <laughs> it was, it was an inside, inside a desk sales position. Inside the, uh, at least something that you had passionate about. Sure. And, and,
1: and they had a great model of, of how they developed people where they'd start them inside and and, and and they worked almost like the point guard for your, your center, sure. if you will, that was located in the field. And, and they pulled people from the, the office out into the field at the time. And so I spent six years there. Oh, wow. uh, I spent a year working inside and then um, five more managing the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania territory for them, and then was recruited to go to Reebok around their heavy equipment division and spent six years there, and then some of our leadership was recruited by ACE and they brought me along and it was it was absolutely fantastic to be able to come back to the education and training side of things, mm-hmm. but with that experience from the business side and in those. Type of interactions and experiences that you have when you're working on the supplier side of the industry, where you're working with the owners and the managers and understanding what their concerns and needs are. Mm -hmm. You're working with the staff, but then you also have that direct exposure to the members and the participants, and so you really get a kind of a comprehensive view of 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 what's happening and what's necessary and needed
0: to be successful in the space. So, um, two two things. One, I think it's really important for people to understand that if you if you want to get embedded in an industry. You really need to get embedded in, like, the the, the actual day-to-day operations and the unit economics and, and the frustrations that are happening or the things that could potentially be fixed either with equipment or with services or with processes. So, you know, when you got to ACE, you know, why don't you give a, a little background on what ACE's initiative was at the time, you know, as, as a nonprofit education source, sure. but then also kind of where – ACE has has evolved to date and kind of how people should reframe how they think about it.
1: Sure. Well, um, if you're in the fitness space and and you hear the word ACE or the American Council on Exercise, you primarily think about us as a certifier of exercise professionals. And if you've been in and are tenured like yourself, it's really around group exercise um, instructors and and personal trainers. Mm -hmm. And we provide a lot of the education and training for those individuals as well as the credentialing, the assessment of their competence and then we support them through their career uh, around moving from competent to successful through the continuing education that, that we and, and many of our peer organizations offer that help them develop their skills over time.
0: And wh- Why was it set up as a nonprofit to begin with? Like what's the, what's the differential between like a for-profit and nonprofit certification company, and why, how did, why did it evolve that way? Well, um, ACE
1: actually started out attached to um, IDEA, um, so IDEA Fitness that does the conference, and that was the gotcha. membership organization for professionals in, in back in the day, um, originally starting with group exercise instructors. And ACE actually originally was the IDEA Foundation. Okay. And Typically what you have in um, professional credentialing in unregulated industries is they like to see voluntary certification, and the industry actually be the ones that identify what the um, the knowledge, skills, and abilities are of, of the practitioners, assess them around what's,
0: you know, so so if you want to create standards, it's better create standards holistically than, than self-serving. Is that, I just want people to understand, like some people come and say like, Hey, I want to do this nonprofit. I'm like, well, why does it need to be a nonprofit? Why don't you just do it for-profit? And, you know, so I, I, so if someone's looking at an industry, you might say, hey, look, the best way for us to enter and the best way for us to be agnostic is to basically say, look, we're doing this for the industry. We're going to set up as a nonprofit. We're going to help everyone. Obviously, we're, we're here to generate revenue and to, sure. you know, cover our costs. But, like, we're going into this at a higher Level of um, of being, if you will, correct. And you know, ACE is a
1: little bit interesting as a not-for-profit because we're actually self-funded, so we don't have money that comes in from third parties or There's or, no or, or donations guts. or or grants. But you, could, what, but
0: you could get those if, if, sure, if you wanted to because absolutely. you're
1: set up that way, right? But but the way we generate our revenue is um, we have a significant portion of our, our business, if you will, is around the publishing of text and reference books that are used by individuals that are preparing um, for a credential or they're going to um, the college or university um, right. to earn their degree in exercise science. Um, and increasingly, we're seeing some crossover from the nutrition community
0: and the nursing community, believe it or not. Gotcha. So ACE has always been... You know, if you think about it in other analogies in different industries, you'd say it's um, like a SHRM certification, you know, sure. in, in the HR industry, or, you know, if we go even more law like association and law. Yeah, law. And, or if you think about like the, you know, good housekeeping stamp of approval, like the, that's kind of like the echelon that I've always viewed ACE as being. Sure. You know, as a brand, even though it's a nonprofit, it's a brand. Um, so what, you know, how has ACE evolved from... You know, when we were when we first met, we were talking about, you know, helping uh, personal trainers do online fitness nutrition programs on AOL dial-ups. Thankfully, things have evolved <laughs> since then. Um, I was actually running a nonprofit, but it was supposed to be a to for-profit. Profit, day, sure, so yeah. Like I lost a lot of money there, and I was able to take a tax write-off. But anyway, um, you know, as you think about—so maybe educate everyone here briefly on here's what Ace does, and here's kind of where— you don't even have to go back to where, where, where you were, sure. but where are you now?
1: Sure. Well, um, our mission really simply stated is to get people moving. And, and one of the primary vehicles for that from our perspective is to make sure that consumers and employers have access to highly qualified individuals, exercise professionals and health coaches mm-hmm. that can provide the leadership and the expertise that they need to be able to make the lifestyle changes that they, they seek, um, make the healthy Lifestyle that they're looking for, mm-hmm. um, and of course, there's people that are interested in in fitness and and sports performances as, as well. But we all like to have that leadership and the expertise for somebody that can provide that expert opinion of if I have a goal, what are the steps and what's required to do that to get there efficiently. In our case, um, to do it safely and, and to be able to achieve those those health goals. So we have um, over ninety thousand um, A certified professionals that are current. They live in. A, hundred different countries. Oh, how many stars is that? That's over 90,000. Wow.
0: And, they're, and they're, they've been certified in, in, in different tracks. Correct. And they're, they're, they're currently, you maintain like a quality control database of those people effectively? Like if you get certified, you're, you're, yeah, I could, after, I could, I could, fact, you know, I could fact check that if I'm yes, an
1: employer. A, after they're certified, they have to maintain their certification by completing a continuing education requirement every two years, and then keeping their their CPR, first aid, AED gotcha. training. Current and and so uh, there's a difference between being competent and successful. So that when you earn your certification, that's not the end of your journey. That's really the start of of, of your journey. So you become competent and will help you be successful. Hopefully, moving is the, to successful, is track, developing right? <laughs> an area of specialization that's sure. relevant for the clientele that you're serving and the environment where you're working.
0: So does it does it typically start out where you've got a um, an individual who's you know either come out of college or come out of high school? They say okay, I wanna I wanna get a certified and then I want to go and find a job in the sector, or do you find that employers are coming to you and saying like, hey, I've got a serious need for these types of people, like go out and find those people? Or is it kind of like a little bit of like a circuitous you know, that's you know. really
1: evolved over the time
0: that we've known each other.
1: Yeah. Um, when, um, well, update me. <laughs> well, when we first met, it was very common for employers to hire somebody into a role as a um, personal trainer or group exercise instructor. And that would, would be somebody frequently that came from within that environment. And they'd say, well, if you do well, you know, we'll pay for you to go and, and earn your certification. since. Broadly speaking, the fitness space is very interested in, in developing a, a more formal and a closer relationship based on mutual respect and recognition with um, with healthcare on the preventative side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the expectation that they have from that side is that all of the people that are working in that capacity are, are highly qualified and, mm-hmm. and, and carefully vetted really before they're they're hired. So we've watched a transition over time where now the expectation that most employers have if they're going to hire a, a personal trainer or a health coach or a medical exercise specialist is that, that job description, one of the required qualifications is a current certification in whatever the job role is that right. they're looking to hire. So that that's changed dramatically over um, over the last 10, 15 years. And even for more than that now, they're looking for certification programs that are uh, have third party accreditation through either the um, NCCA or or ISO and ANSI, and that would be typical for what you'd see in in most other professions, and in fact all other health occupations. Okay. Uh, so it's an opportunity we believe to um, to change how exercise professionals are perceived, how the industry is perceived, and really. A lot of the work that we do now is is about talking about how earnest and professional um, our workforce is at this point Mm -hmm. and to help them take on those opportunities uh, and and that place at the intersection of clinic and community. You know, for so many people that go into the doctor every year, the doctor says, well, you gained another two pounds this year, that's five years in a row. That's 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you might have prediabetes. You might have some other chronic health conditions that are that are emerging. They go well. You need to move more, and you need to eat better. And and the person that came in goes, I could have told you that. I got up and I put on my pants this morning. Where do yeah, I go? Sure for that, that guidance for those programs that can help me along that journey. And we think the exercise professionals
0: are really optimally positioned to, mm-hmm. to deliver those services. Do you, um, two questions. One is how much, once I become ACE certified, mm-hmm. how much ongoing, uh, support or like, is there like, do I get a login to like a, you know, intranet where I could find out, you know, I want to learn about something. Maybe it's not, you know, readily available on the internet, but I want to like, set up a new class, like is there like a data source where I can get in and and, and then basically you're helping me kind of build my profession? Yes, we have tools and resources for professionals. Um, many of them are free, some of them
1: are are fee-based in terms of the continuing education courseware and the workshops. We also have a great educational services team that are degreed practicing professionals that are there kind of as that mentor coach in terms of helping an individual identify
0: what Career path they'd like to choose. So do you do any? So we're we're about to invest in. We we made some side investments into some small early stage companies. We're in the process of making an investment into a company that's going to be doing, um, basically online job fairs for sure. college kids to go into what we call the halo sector, health, active lifestyle, so outdoors, and we want to go with those fast growing brands and say, hey, look. We'll provide a resource for these college kids who maybe are D1 athletes. Mm-hmm. Let them get. Let, we're gonna get them certified with ACE, and then they're gonna come out of school, and you're gonna have a, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollar a year job at this, you know, Orange Theory or Planet or Golds or what sure. have you. Um, so, do you guys currently provide like a career placement service, or do you give people like a? Here's here's some things that you should do. Like here's like a process that you should go through, or. Well, we we do
1: offer guidance to our professionals, especially the brand new ones that are entering the profession and the career for the first time Um, in terms of how to seek quality, relevant employment through our our national accounts team. We do work pretty closely with, a number of employers that are seeking highly qualified individuals. Um, you mentioned a couple of organizations, including Orange Theory, that are growing rapidly right. a, at the moment. And and at Ace, we've always believed that uh, that the people really are critical to your success. It's it, of the business. That's probably that you're the second
0: in. largest frustration. People say, look, like, look, I need more capital." Sure. And the second thing is, I need better people. Absolutely. So, like, those are the top two. So that's why we're we're trying to figure out how to do that. Maybe there's a partnership that I'll that we'll, uh, we'll evolve here. Love to have a conversation around that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do a conversation off podcast, and then we'll do another one on podcast in a year from now when we get the partnership lined up. <laughs> is that good with you? That, that okay, sounds cool. fantastic. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about is, um, do you give people advice, or is there, like, um, in a lot of industries, you can go on, like, salary.com, or you can go on Glassdoor, mm-hmm. and you can say, okay, here's, like, if you're an entry-level person, like, here's, like, your typical salary, here's your compensation. You know, is there anything that, that you allow people now to track and say like, okay, here's like the range of what this job should provide on a benefits compensation level? Or is that more like episodic and kind of verbal? Well, actually we do conduct it. Usually it's on
1: every other year. Um, salary survey, um, IDEA does one as well. Um, URSA does one so there's a variety of different organizations that do salary surveys and, and publish that data. Okay. Uh, Department of Labor does also um, for,
0: for for the halo sector for different yes, categories. Absolutely. Okay. Good. All right. Great. Yeah, because I think some people get into this industry and um, and they call us up and they say like, hey, is it, this is my uh, this is the comp that they offer me. Is this you know does this sound fair to you? Mm-hmm. So it'd be better if there was a third party. You know, like that you can they can to. say, "Hey, look, here's sure. like a band of like you know within a 10 percent range. If you're in this city, this is kind of what you should be getting for, you know, what what your what your credentials."
1: Getting are. it down to to a city, I think, would be pretty tough. I think if you're looking at it from a standpoint of of say the quadrant of a of our country, um, that would be uh, you know that that that's a little bit more manageable. Quadrant's fine. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that.
0: <laughs> um, so, so as you look to the future, um, you know, obviously you've got a pretty big wide initiative saying get people moving. Sure. How do you think about, you know, in your current title of, you know, EVP of, uh, of engagement, how do you think about, and this is kind of more of a, of a personal question for people that are in the industry to say, look, I'm making progress every day. I'm making things happen. I'm not a hundred percent sure if what I'm doing is like creating all these big wins in the industry, but I know that. I'm making I'm part of the solution so how do you think about like when you see all this data come out and you say okay we've we've, you know we we certified another 10,000 people this year not really sure what that's happened downstream but I know it's a good thing sure so how do you think about like your success how do you think about ACE's success when we're all kind of out there as like soldiers we're building this industry I'm not sure if it's you if it's me but I just know all of us are doing it well, the,
1: the way that we look at that is a couple of different ways. Obviously, there's the metrics that you've, you've identified. How many professionals do you have? What is the retention? How many of them are finding you know, meaningful work in the space? How long do they stay? Mm-hmm. And, and we know that those first two years for individuals to come into the space, it, it is tough because uh, of the way professionals are onboarded into the places that employ them, um, the way they're compensated. You know, they the on just like onboarding of, of members, it's really critical to help them get off to a fast start. Right. Um, so, you know, we have we have ways of looking at that and, and the tools that we provide there. From a health advocacy standpoint, what we look at is is obviously the data that's published by the government and, and that in most countries now it's not particularly favorable in terms of the rates of obesity or the, the rising rates of inactivity, which I think is 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 probably one of the things that we really can impact. Right. But what we really try and do in in what's central in my role is, is working to change how the industry is perceived and to make those connections. So we want people to, to recognize the professionals as, as approachable and competent, that they have a legitimate place on the, the healthcare continuum, mm-hmm. on the preventative side of that, that, that they're an underutilized um, resource in communities right now that uh, are not particularly you know, well-connected, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, we have a lot of work to do in terms of earning the confidence in, in respect of, of physicians to refer. We have all new efforts around upskilling. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of dietitians and nurses now are being stretched into talking about health and fitness-related topics, things that they weren't traditionally prepared academically for, mm-hmm. so bringing them up to speed. Um, placing them in that that role where it's kind of almost more conceptual now than a formal job role of, of health coach, which we have an accredited certification program for. Those individuals are, are trying to change the way people approach their daily lives and how to incorporate more physical activity, make more appropriate food choices. Mm-hmm. And in the case of individuals with diabetes, there's a lot of work that's being done in that area where nurses that are also health coaches are, are providing the telemedicine mm-hmm. around compliance with the medication to deal with those individuals that are really the, the highest risk in, in most poorly
0: managed Sure yeah. yeah A couple of these couple of these disease. You know Someone's like uh, We're going to race for the cure I'm like I'm, I'm going to race to make sure No one gets that disease Why don't we do that Instead of like racing for Like the science and the cure Let's race for You know The prevention Because people sure. go into our industry You know One of my buddies Without naming his name He had gout like, how do you get gout? Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, inactivity. Okay, it's very simple. You know, as an example. Maybe sure. there are other reasons how you get it. I have no idea. But that, that's the reason why this guy got it. You know, so when you think about the industry going forward here, and, and people think about ACE as, as going in there, you know, I, I just, you know, had written down as we were, we we're thinking about this, you know, one is like preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, two is, you know, continued progress. And, and three is best practices. Sure. And, and if you have those three P's, then you are going to most likely be successful in a sector that has got a lot of wind in its sails Mm -hmm. and that people are yearning for us to help them solve problems without having people take pills or, you know, buy a walker or buy one of those, like, you know, scooters. Like, we got to fix the problem. Sure. And I think we're finally at a place where people understand that, that we're part of the solution. We're not like a recreational activity. Well,
1: and, and that's such an important concept. If Within the public health community, so many individuals that work in that space, in the private sector or, or in government, view us as really country clubs for people that like to pick up heavy things, rather than this focal point in the community, this resource that they can tap into around lifestyle, physical activity, mm-hmm. exercise programs. And our industry is growing and has grown, but we're still having a tough time breaking through that 20% of the population as, as participants. And we believe a lot of that goes to um, you know, many of us that are in this space. We, we grew into it as, as athletes. We made our, our passion, our career. Right, sure. and, and we have to do a better job of, of connecting with those individuals that are really more focused on on health goals. And, and part of that is is how we approach and and work with them around the programs and interventions that you would design and deliver for health. Yeah. And so that health coach role, we also offer an upskilling program called Behavior Change Specialist. Mm-hmm. In in sports and in fitness, so much of the exercise prescription is exactly that. It's it's what's your goal and then I'll tell you what to do. Sure. The health coaching and the behavior change approach on that is is what would you like to do? What are you doing today on that? And how can we incorporate those changes in, into your life and then providing the feedback around defenses and the parameters to ensure that they're successful rather than
0: do what I tell you. Sure. And um, yeah, and also like the, you know, most of the people that are coming in and, and getting ACE certified or coming into the industry, you know, they want to have, um, they want to have knowledge, but they want to, they want to prescribe, based on not just what you tell them, they want to base it's based on, you know, what their personal training was, what their sports background is, what they you know, functional training, what they they think about recovery. So it's like you're giving them almost like, if we use this term, you know, like you're providing like a trampoline and the trampoline is giving these people knowledge and education and then they can basically take it and they can go into a health coach, they can go into life coaching, they can sure. go into personal training, they can go into to other avenues. So, you know, after 19 years... Uh, of doing this Um, you know ace obviously continues to be you know a blue chip uh, you know brand and and a certification body we love what you guys are doing we look forward to being a part of it and making sure that anybody that wants to get into the sector and help other people that we collectively make sure that we give them an open path to do that so thanks for your hard work glad we've been friends for uh, a short 19 years and uh Look forward to uh, putting out some press releases in the future with uh, Ace and uh, Integrity Square growing the halo sector and getting 100% uh, uh, employment rates and uh, and higher salaries and helping more people. That sounds fantastic. Awesome, Graham. Thanks for coming on. Great to talk to you. My pleasure.